Hello and welcome to Stories from House Arrest Season 2. This is Episode 21. My name is Jordan Merrick and it's so awesome to, to be back. And I'm literally sitting here with Luna. I just went to sit down to record this intro and of course she jumped right on the couch before I could sit down. And classic Loon dog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, it's so exciting to be back. Um, you know, finishing up the first season... Um, you know, was was aptly timed. You know, we got twenty episodes in, and I definitely needed a bit of a break, especially with the the album that I was releasing was literally right on the heels of being being out. So it was good to take a break, and after you know a bit of reflecting, um, you know, late last year I started recording a few episodes again, and um, you know, especially even looking at this episode that we're putting out today. Um, with Jess Irvine, it really reaffirmed to me why I, I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. And for me, it was all about giving artists a platform to share, you know, what they've gone through, um, be honest about it as well, um, where they're heading and what their aspirations are. For me, it's so it's so powerful and liberating as an artist when someone wants to know the real you. And for me, that's what this is all about, the real you. We're not perfect. You know, we've, a lot of us go through really tough times. A lot of us go through, you know, successes and it's important to talk about it all and share it and feel comfortable to share it. I think particularly around mental health, you know, there's such a still a bit of a stigma on, on talking about it. And I think if this podcast can be a platform where people can feel comfortable enough to open up and to talk about mental health and talk about their challenges as well as how they've overcome them i think you know that for me just it makes my day just even thinking about it to be honest and i really hope to continue this season's tradition and give artists that that opportunity and um, more importantly as well, um, not just look at Brisbane artists, and this is something that I really wanted to change heading into this season, is I really wanted to look at artists uh, from around the country. I, I felt we got a really good representation of what Queenslanders had gone through over the pandemic and over the past you know, year and a half. Um, so for me, I really thought, you know, given how lucky we were with the pandemic, it's a great opportunity to to, you know, get some people from interstate on, get some people, um, you know, from, you know, help Melbourne or, or Sydney who have gone through some incredibly tough times um, and talk about their stories. Um, and I think with 2022, obviously, there's going to be challenges with COVID. We, we're seeing it. It's, it's, it's better than it's worse. It's better than it's worse. But I think musicians and the arts industry is going to galvanise this year. And I think it's going to be an incredible year for artists yeah and I really hope I'm right I don't want to be I don't want to sound like a hopeless optimist but realistically I think I am a bit and I think um you know no matter what happens uh I believe artists are going to be in this together and we're going to do some great things together but it all starts with sharing and I think um that's what this podcast can be a place for artists to share especially as they're coming back into the fold and and fighting the good fight sharing a part of themselves with the world in their music come on here and share their story. So tell your friends and tell other artists that you, you like that you want to hear them on the show and we can get them on. Um, I've always been, you know, very firm that this podcast is an open door for any artist of any level. It's not, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a label or if you haven't even released a song. If, if you want to come on and share your story, then I want you on. 
Um, so thank you to everybody listening to my my reintroduction of the podcast and my rambling. And um, let's get on to this week's guest, Jess Irvine. So Jess is someone I've known for you know several years now through Listen Up Music. She's been a contestant a few times now, in fact, three times. And to see her growth as a human go from you know being a musician, just sharing... Uh, in the stage with other artists who are playing, you know, their own songs to then bringing her own songs to the stage, but also just trying to find her voice all the way through to her latest performance in our songwriting competition um, of a song called Recovery, which hopefully you've all heard by now, um, as I would have posted the video. I'm assuming as long as I didn't, uh, you know, stuff this part up. <laughs> but um, Jess's song Recovery and Jess in, in general has is a story of someone who's overcome some horrific challenges and stuff that I I I hear and I can't believe at times. And I think what's so good about Jess's story is how she's overcome it and how she's seen an opportunity to help others. And um and, you know, Jess is and she shares this in the podcast. I don't want to talk too much about the episode because you're going to listen to it. But she's just so kind and honest. And I'm so excited for you to hear her story. So let's get her on. I welcome Jess Irvine to episode one of season two, Stories from House Arrest. Jess, how are you? I am. I'm good today. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. We're actually in person. It's so nice to do a podcast in person. I don't know when the last one I did was in in person. It must have been what four months ago. Wow. I don't even. I honestly can't even remember how long I've been doing the podcast for. It's all a blur. But <laughs> it feels like it feels like a long time ago. Yeah. But um. But we're back. We're back in person. It's fantastic. So how is how was the last year and a half? How's the COVID era of uh, life been for you? Oh, pretty, I would say transformational. <laughs> mm. I, I feel like when you have no other option but to be confined to your house, you learn a lot about yourself. Mm. Um, I mean, last year for me, it really gave me the opportunity to, to I don't know, become a better musician. I feel like I spent most of that that original lockdown uh writing songs learning cover songs preparing for gigs that i would one day do Mm. (laughs) in a post-lockdown world which (laughs) we sort of semi are in now um but yeah I, i mean that was really my goal was just to become a better musician and um i feel like i mean now i'm gigging i'm doing everything i wanted to do but i mean this year's definitely been pretty rocky and pretty rough Mm in all the best ways Mm. Uh, and I guess that's kind of COVID in a nutshell really hard and uncomfortable and vulnerable times but I think in many ways has shaped us for the the better has connected us as a society um yeah Mm. we've had to dig a bit deeper I think in that sense yeah definitely I think it's really like what you said it's connected us as a society i mean this is really the first time we've had a global event that's affected Mm. everyone you know rich or poor Mm. um you know it's not like you you know sometimes you know tragedies will happen overseas and gets lost in the shuffle of the media well there's no avoiding this it was everywhere Mm. uh, for everyone so i think it definitely has connected us in a way that i don't know nothing really has in the past that i probably since 
our parents' parents were kids, so yeah, yeah. Um, with with your songwriting, like, did you find yourself writing about the times, or, or were you in your own sort of world with your writing, or? I think it served as a good tool of expression mm. through those times, um, especially I think last year when we were in more of a sort of lockdown state. Mm. Um, I found myself reflecting on a lot from from previous years, but also writing in a way to provide a bit more comfort to myself, I suppose. And yeah, and just using it as a tool of exp- expression. I think that's what songwriting's always always been for me. Yeah. But it is nice to to have the chance to consistently practice it so it feels like a more reliable sort of form of of that comfort and expression yeah. in those times. Yeah, for sure. Mm. How long have you been writing music for? Um, it's a really good question. I I I mean I, I think I wrote my first song when I was twelve. Yeah. But definitely not consistently since yeah. <laughs> then have I been writing. Mm. Um I've written in bands, so a lot of co writing. That's sort of where I was before going solo. Mm. And uh, but I, I guess my music, solo music, sort of the last year really, mm. have, have been really giving myself a chance to, to yeah, get into it and in, enjoy it and practice it. It's such a practice, not something that always comes easily. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. How, how do you compare writing your own stuff to co-writing with others? Oh, I think writing on your own is a very personal and Mm. vulnerable sort of process. And I don't think I had as much understanding or respect for that until I went and did that on my own. Because I mean, when you work with others, often you're working on their songs. Yeah. And it can be really easy to sort of chop them apart and change them and, um, and offer your your view on things without having that personal attachment. Mm. And I think in writing my own songs, I've come to understand just uh, how brave and how vulnerable it is to actually write about your own experiences. And yeah, I almost would love to go back and take that perspective and bring that into that process a bit more, just to be a little bit more sensitive to, to that and yeah. the people that are bringing those songs as well. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Now it's really interesting because obviously through listen art music, I, I've seen you with a band. Mm, yeah, the well, we were the Counterfeit Umbrellas, and then we were the Light Hearts. The Light Hearts, yeah, right, yeah. And then you played with was it another band, but your own? Just my solo stuff, but with a couple of other artists. Yeah. yeah. It was so interesting because you go from the band to mm-hmm. solo with additions to on your own, mm-hmm. under the spotlight, mm-hmm. raw and emotional. Mm-hmm. How, how do you find, like, when you're performing on your own versus with a band? Like, do you... Obviously, the Sonata Music Final was a very emotional night. But, mm-hmm. like, in general, how do you find the difference between the two? I feel like there's so much more to hide behind when Mm. you're playing with other people and particularly when it's in that sort of band setting when it's not when it's not your songs it's uh, individually but your songs as a group or maybe other people's songs that you've workshopped together Um, I feel like I didn't realize how much I was hiding behind that years ago and then it's only in in moments where I am in that spotlight raw and vulnerable and sharing my very real feelings that I realize 
oh, how scary it can feel. I think really rewarding because it feels so vulnerable. I think vulnerability is such a, a superpower like yeah. that. <laughs> um, but it is, it is so different. <laughs> yeah, oh, no doubt. Hmm. Honestly, when you sung Recovery at the Listener Music Finals, talk about it being a superpower. You, you froze an entire room of people. You just froze them and made them all blubber up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm still a bit annoyed about it, to be honest. Because, like, you know, I, I somehow have avoided, like, tearing up at Listen Up Music Finals. I've been like, I'm, I'm brave. I won't tear up. And I'm just like, okay. And now, like, of course it was my turn to talk as well as the judge. It was not fair. So um, I really put you on the spot there. <laughs> <sighs> how, um, how hard was it to share a song like that? Because it's so, so innately personal. Oh, I think it was really hard. I was so nervous, um, a lot more nervous than I thought I would be. And I think not necessarily because I was singing on my own, but because of, I think the content of the song mm. and sharing themes that oh, I may have felt a lot of deep shame with for a long time. Mm. And yeah, I, f- I feel like it was my first chance to really sort of own my story and share it, which is very powerful. Mm. But yeah, it is, it's so, so very vulnerable. And even just with the journey that I've been on, I just think that being in my own skin in that moment also felt incredibly uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but that being said, every sort of thought I had about being judged or being rejected by people that were listening that night any sort of um any sort of fear i had was completely blown to smithereens Mm. by the love that i received and i think that's what's so special about those nights is that oh when i like i say it time and time again but when vulnerability is met with that love something so transformative and healing and just beautiful and magical happens Mm. and i I, I think it was a really important part of my own healing process, getting yeah, to be a part of that. Definitely. And it definitely touched everyone who heard it. It 100% did. Mm, thank um, you. How, how do you get to the point... And this might be a hard question. I don't mm. know how hard this would be to answer, but getting to the point where you were ready to share a song like that, mm. was that hard? Was that... Like, how long, like what, say, from when you wrote it mm. to deciding to share it, like, was there a big time frame or was that a hard period to choose to say I'm going to share it I I don't know if it felt hard as much as it felt oh it's it's so hard to say I feel like just throughout this year I feel like I've developed a level of resiliency or remembered a sort of resiliency that resides in Mm. all of us I think Mm. that we're only really reminded of in really hard uncomfortable times yeah um and so I feel like it was weird even though it was hard it felt important Mm. and so at the back of my mind even though it felt so hard I there was sort of this voice and this sort of energy and feeling of yes it's hard yes this is uncomfortable but this is so important mm. and it felt i guess bigger than me in that sense yeah and i think that's what drove me to to want to share it and that's what gave me the confidence otherwise i don't think i would have been able to yeah in that way yeah no i definitely i 100 percent, you know i agree with what you said and i think it you can only do good things for people to hear that song and mm. um it was it's incredibly touching and inspiring what like and it got me thinking like you know 
preparing for this, like the role that music can play in healing out of COVID. Like, you know, we're heading into the new year, which, you know, touch wood that <laughs> things go well. Mm. Um, like what role do you see music and musicians playing in, in that recovery of the world getting back to normal? Mm. I think I think one of the most important aspects of music is definitely connection, like we spoke a bit about before too, and even just being able to go back and experience live shows and mm. having artists touring the world again and getting to getting to connect through those shows, um, through being out and about in that sense as well. I, I don't I think music is just such a unique thing in the way that it's one of those unicorn sort of things that um, combines vulnerability and joy and fun and mm. expression and creativity and I feel like it's so unique in that sense and so I feel like music will be powerful I think in the way that we'll get to sort of reflect on whatever the hell it is that we've been through in the last two years <laughs> together through music yeah. and connecting in that way um, yeah. And also sort of celebrate um, our resilience and um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, it will be interesting to see. I I, I don't know. It's it, it is hard to imagine how yeah. everything sort of opens up from here and and what that looks like. But I don't know. It, it gives me hope. Um, and probably a lot more musicians will emerge from this time as well. I, yeah, I would imagine. yeah. I really hope so. I mm. hope. Um... Because I know like a lot of musicians, I've definitely, you know, known musicians have stepped away from music because of mm. everything. And I hope that once the world opens up, people will have, um, you know, the drive to come and give it another crack. Because mm. it's not an easy industry at the best of times, let alone the worst. So I hope, you know, I hope, um, you know, people, you know, see the world opening up as the chance to get back to creativity Mm. Um, I mean, creativity, you know, inside the house, but, you know, it's time, you know, when the world opens up, hopefully musicians have the, the courage and confidence to, to share their stuff because um, mm. I think the world will need it. And I think, I think musicians need it too, um, especially when you come back, you know, from no live shows for ages and you finally get to play on stage again. Um, you forget how much you miss it. Um, mm. And I definitely felt that. In fact, earlier in the year, I played a single launch, and it was the first gig I'd played since January last year that people weren't wearing masks wow. and standing. Mm. Um, and I remember getting up there, and I've played so many shows, you know, over the last few years, but getting up there and seeing the crowd, I literally, like, forgot lyrics to a song I was playing because I was just like, what is this witchcraft? Yeah. There are people in the room not wearing masks, dancing, this is not right. And I was like, wait, what's the lyrics? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was funny when people would notice and like say, Hey, are you missed the lyric? They're like, Oh, <laughs> hide under my hat. That's why I wear a hat. It's just easy to hide, you know? That's why. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Dropping the trade secrets. But, uh, yeah, it's something, I think you forget how much you love it until mm. you get back on the stage and you sing. And, uh, mm. as you said before, um, like just how vulnerable it is to be on stage and you just embrace every part of you, you know, at least, you know, for me, it's just expressing who I am. It's the only way I can really express who I am is through song. It's just the easiest way. It's the best way. It's the 
I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to really put into words, but you know mm. what I mean. Oh, it just is what it is. It <laughs> is what it is, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, something that you picked up during COVID. Something that you mentioned just before that I did not even think would be a thing, but it's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Voiceover acting. Yeah. So let's talk about it. How, <laughs> so how did you get into it? What is it? I would need to hear about this. It sounds so interesting. I, I mean, I think it started off as a bit of a, I don't want to say joke. It was more, more of a sense of realizing that that so much of our lives were now operating from home, that music itself wasn't as reliable as ideally maybe it could be. Mm. And I don't know why it crossed my mind or how it was divine intervention, but mm. I ended up on Fiverr, that um, little website on the internet yeah. where <laughs> you can get all sorts of knickknacks for yeah. not $5, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a whole range mm. of prices. And yeah, I I recorded a little short, quite crappy demo reel <laughs> where I pretended to be doing a voiceover for the RSPCA. Hilariously, oh, <laughs> <laughs> hilariously, people think it's real and I often get people requesting jobs because of that voiceover. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been so much fun. In Since I started, I have... I mean, one of my most memorable voiceovers was a guided walking tour that I did for um, Hobart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it was a, a company that is looking to to bring like guided walking tours to different areas of Australia, mm. different cities. And they were pitching it to the, the Hobart Council. Hmm. And so I had to do the... Um, I had to do the, the 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 little bits of audio you would hear while you're standing in front of Constitution Dock. Oh wow! Or yeah, this place. Or mm. um, and that was interesting because I learnt a lot about the history of Hobart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, yeah, nice to be paid to learn. Yeah, true. <laughs> and speak and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You'd just be reading along and saying, "Oh wow, that can't believe that." <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah. It, to walk away from something and feel richer for the experience in in mm. <laughs> it's a bit of a pun. Like in, in more ways than just money. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Oh, no, that was great. That was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a unique sort of um, creative creative job to take on. But yeah, I mm. I learn a lot. I'm yeah, and I feel like I've really developed quite a cool narration sort of tone and voice since oh, starting wow. as well <laughs> i'd love to hear it you have to send me a snippet or something or the rspca one absolutely <laughs> what, what's the funniest one you've done so far oh that's a really good question I, I, they're so varied um i did a really cool one i don't know if it was um necessarily funny but i did a cool one for this app that they were developing which was like a time capsule app where you could upload all of your um like photos and your will and <laughs> videos and things to this sort of like time capsule legacy app mm. that you would then your children would then inherit at a certain age i think it was yeah. called um it had two different names first it was called capsicum um like capsule and kin <laughs> um, and then it turned into something else like Sky, 
Sky Thanks. So it had a couple of different names. So I did a couple of them. For, but yeah, just quite quirky things mm. like that where people are developing an app and need a voice for it. Yeah, I mm. think if I saw Capsicum, I'd just, yeah, I'd go straight for the the big red fruit logo <laughs> if I were them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is Capsicum a fruit or is it a vegetable? It's a good question. Yeah. It has seeds. It has, I know. I was just thinking, well, it does have the seeds. Actually, I don't know. I I read a gardening book once that said there is such a thing as fruit vegetables. Mm. So I think potentially things like capsicums and cucumbers and things Mm. like that fall under that category of fruit vegetables. So they're hybrids. But tomato (laughs) is technically a fruit though, isn't it? Yeah. Or a a fruit vegetable. I I I like that. Fruit vegetable. It's like... Just let it be, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little from A, a little from B, you know? It works out. Yeah. Now, that's so interesting. Um, I was going to ask as well, because I know, I've, you know, just from Instagram, I've seen you obviously go on hikes and stuff like that. Mm. Um, is there anything, like, that you do outside of music that, you know, you do to say, you know, nourish the soul or that gives you a lot of joy? Definitely nature, mm. hikes. Um, yeah, nature is so healing. Um, which I know you know too. I think you just came back from a camping trip. Yeah, literally a few days ago. And I definitely, it's healing. And yeah. it definitely refills your, uh, I don't know, your your spirit. That's for sure. Definitely. To yeah. get away from the, the city lights and yeah, yeah and the noise for a bit. Yeah, it's, there's nothing quite like it, eh? When, mm. I'm so glad that, you know, earlier in the year I made, like I was talking to my brother and we made the call to go camping and hiking and, yeah, when you go once, you're like, wow, I want to go back every week if I could. <laughs> oh, it's, it's addictive. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, it's it's just so special, isn't it? Mm. Do you have any favorite like hiking trails or places to go camping? Or um, I go down to Flanagan's near Mount Barney quite a bit. I've been, I've been a couple of times this year. Mm. Really beautiful, beautiful to swim in the river. It's freezing cold, but... Um, the kind, the kind of freezing cold that makes you feel alive and yeah. invigorated, even though you can't feel your your legs yeah. <laughs> for a good five minutes or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just all around the place. There's lots of beautiful hikes around here in in Brisbane through mm. like Diagula National Park. Mm, yeah. Um, Inaugura Reservoir is beautiful to walk around. Um, lots of beautiful hikes on the Sunshine Coast. I, I feel like we're just so blessed where we are. Yeah, we really are. Mm. I love Inogra Reservoir. I haven't gone there in ages, but mm. yeah, I didn't even know it was a thing until I can't even remember why I went there, but I ended up actually doing, um, some press shots there ah. and it was just the coolest thing. Yeah. It was just, I don't even know what part of it. It was like this big open field, but like you drive through bush, bush, and then all of a sudden there's this big open field with like picnic tables and stuff it was such a cool vibe like yeah this big area you can just chill out and yeah no it's a special place absolutely it's amazing when you find those places that you you didn't know previously existed and yeah i don't know it feels like a a nice fresh of breath a breath a breath of fresh air (laughs) (laughs) away from all of the noise yeah so close to to brisbane as well too yeah definitely like I, I went to um, Lake Mugra, um, which is near the Scenic Rim, mm. and I couldn't believe it's only an hour from from Toowong. I, I was wow. shocked. Like, you go to somewhere like that, and it just feels so country, but then you're like, it's so close. Like, as you mm. said, we're just so lucky here. Mm. Um, do you have any, like, any places that you've got your eye on that you'd love to go to for, like, a little hike, holiday type thing? Hmm, that's a really good question. I... 
I feel like I'd love to do more of the hikes through Lavington National Park. I've done a couple that yeah, are beautiful. So nice. Oh, and you can even camp up there too. That yeah. would be incredible. I I was doing a hike through there and bumped into this man that happened to just be camping for a few days and had took it a upon himself to to camp and just do as many hikes as he could within the three days that Mm. he was there i just think that's amazing when you go in and visit a new city it's about seeing all the landmarks and um all of the like the tourist spots but Mm. of course when you're when you're camping on a mountain go go and visit all the trails you can (laughs) yeah it's just amazing so the first trip i went on was in lamington it was in binabar oh sure yeah and it was um yeah, it was amazing because you literally camp and then you look at the map and you've got all these different trails for, you know, especially because we had my nephew with us as well. So mm. it's like, okay, what can we do with a kid? But there's so many options. It wasn't like just the one one little walk. It was just, yeah, it was incredible. Mm. Um, and there was some really unique walks. You'd think, oh, if you're hiking through a forest, it's just going to be the same sort of bushland. But, you know, different sides of the mountain had different, you know, shrubs and vegetation. And then there's the waterfall. And, mm. oh, what a spot. Oh, yeah, the waterfall thing surprises me. Mm. I think that, I don't know if it's the Binabara Trail or a different one. And there's like 12 waterfalls mm. along the, the hike itself. And it's 17 kilometers. <laughs> mm. But, oh, it just, it feels so nice switching off the phone and yeah. getting in nature. Yeah, I think the thing I love the most about camping is when you have no reception. You're like, yes. <laughs> yeah oh bummer <laughs> yeah i know i really yeah. wanted to uh, be on facebook this whole trip <laughs> yeah, yeah. no nah, it's pretty special mm. so like this can be about music it can be about life um mm. what's something that you you'd really like to achieve next year like do you have the do you have a certain goal um that you're that you're wanting you know sort of like you know your new year's resolution but i I think, you know, you don't need to do uh, one goal a year in January 1st. But um, do you have anything that you've got your eyes set on that you want to do next year when the world gets back to normal? Um, it's a great question. I honestly thought this year I would record my original music. I think that this year took... Uh, I mean, um, I, I was reflecting on this a bit today. I've just been doing a lot of creative writing lately, which has been really nice. Mm. When I say creative writing, I literally just sort of mean diary entry writing where I just let, I just pour my heart out onto pages and it ends up like some kind of TED talk, but (laughs) it's just so fun. Um, Mm. But I was thinking about how this year I really thought, this year I knew was going to be about expansion. And I had this idea in my mind that last year I was playing at medium and it was time to play it big this year and be more expansive and step out of my comfort zone and get out of my own way. Um, I thought that was going to be with music and it took on a, a bit of a different path. But I think as a result of that path that it took on, which um, to be totally transparent was was recovery, um, recovery uh, from 11 years of eating disorders, actually, um, which is pretty heavy to say, but um it's interesting how much purpose I think that's given me. Mm. And I feel like even though I didn't get around to recording music this year, it all makes sense because I feel, I feel that this, um, everything that I've learned and the person that I've become, because I've completely changed my whole entire value system Mm. as a result of being on this journey that I'm on, I feel like that's the bedrock of everything I want to do from now Mm. on. And so I've thought about, even going to, back to uni and studying psychology or counseling mm. and 
I would I would love to help people. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I I just I know that I want to be somebody that is never afraid to to speak up and share and be vulnerable because mm. I know how much that has helped me watching that from other people and hearing other people's stories. Something really special about sharing a story and being vulnerable. Um so yeah, maybe some study, definitely recording some music. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just continuing to be an expansive and um, uh, just creative human being. And I, mm. I feel like I'm learning to live, um, I'm learning to appreciate the fullness of life more Yeah. in so many uh, more ways than, than just one. It's, mm. yeah, it's, it's both literal and it's both, uh, it, it's figurative and literal in that way. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think you would be the most amazing counselor. Oh, I, I genuinely, <laughs> I feel like every time I speak to you, I just feel very, very, very comfortable. You're an easy person to speak to and you've got such a great aura about you. Thank and, you. Um, not just saying that because you're here, yeah. either, but no, <laughs> genuinely. And, and I think anyone who's got the courage to, you know, talk about, you know, you're going through an eating disorder, I couldn't imagine how hard that would be, let alone how hard it would then be to, to talk about it. And then to go one step further and sing about it in front of a, a group of people, it mm. takes a lot of courage. And I think if you could do that, you could inspire so many other people to do it, I'm sure. Mm. Um, so, Thank you know, you. even if you don't go down that path, but, you know, that's what your music platform can be for, I'm sure, a lot of, you know, other people and a lot of other musicians as well who who are going through hard times and don't have the courage to speak up just yet. And as you said, when you see other people do it and be vulnerable, how could you not? You just want to say, mm. okay, I'm ready to pour it out too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, like an invitation, isn't it? That opening. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, you definitely need to record recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to because um, with the Listen Up Music Grand Final, I know that uh, with the album that's put together, it'll end up on that. So I I do have to record it. Mm. I actually have a reason to record music. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) And put it out there. So it's nice to have a bit of a kick up the pants. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. But I think, as you said, like, you know, you've gone through this year of, self you know growth and Mm. discovery and recovery you know Mm. um going through that you've got to be ready to record and you've got to be in the Mm. right state of mind um at least i know like you know me personally i i really struggle to record if i'm not in the right state of mind and i've gone through periods of time like this year for instance um Mm. i've done very little recording um i did the album last year um and i just needed to take a bit of a break from it you know you, you can only you know do it when you're feeling it um mm. but i think um i think it's so important to take that time to grow um mm. and i think as well take time to write and um i've definitely done a lot more writing this year than i did last year mm. i think it's just because you take away if you just say to yourself okay i'm not recording this year this year is just about me and about um you know getting to where i want to be uh, as a human um mm. i think that's such a powerful thing to do and hey you know you've got a lot of great material out of it, I'm sure. Mm. At least the one song I've heard was one. one <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I 
hopefully it's the poster child for other yeah. <laughs> good songs to come. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. Well, Jess, this has been so nice. I'm so glad that you could come over. I'm so glad we could do this in person. It's a real uh, treat. <laughs> it is. It is. It's honestly such a pleasure having you on. And I, I feel very, very lucky to, to know you and to have seen you know, only a little snippet of your, your growth and your journey through Listen Up. I'm, you know, it, it's truly one of the most special things that I've experienced in music. Um, I really, truly mean that. Um, and I'm so glad that you could come on and share a bit of your story. And I'm very excited to see what you do next year. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me and for everything you do and, and, <laughs> and everything you share in the world, whether it's your music or just how vulnerably you share about um, your life in general. I think that it's there's just something so powerful about people being real and honest and and vulnerable mm. it is it is a superpower vulnerability it's a superpower it is it is, <laughs> it is. you need to uh, actually that will be your next project you'll have to like do like a like or get someone through fiverr to draw a picture of you as a superwoman and like you've got to design the character of <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great the superpower vulnerability yeah. as a superpower yeah. i love that yeah and then you can narrate a, a story of the the, like little the vulnerable superhero animated motion picture yeah perfect <laughs> uh, oh it's, it's sad yeah <laughs> Well, I've got one more question for you. Sure. And um, you can name a few things, obviously. But mm. um, what's something or, or someone that you're grateful for? Oh, I'm feeling really, honestly, just very grateful in general right now, I think. I think that... Oh, I'll probably go on a bit, little, little bit of a tangent, but... <laughs> oh, we love tangents. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think that in harder times, it can be hard to remember what we're grateful for because... Uh, it's hard to find hope and that's okay too I think I think being being kind to ourselves is important sort of no matter where we're at but it is nice when you do feel more hope those moments where you you can reflect on what you're grateful for yeah and that's kind of what I'm feeling right now is just a sense of great gratitude for so many things Um, I'm grateful for where I am the one thing I keep coming back to is just other people and connection Uh, Mm. that's a word that's featured probably quite a few times throughout our our conversation as well (laughs) um and it's for so many reasons i think that i've really needed people this year more than ever before i've needed Mm. professional support i've needed support of loved ones more than ever before i've needed to open up to people and 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 trust them with my heart and my story Mm. and i've been met with so much love and I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for that. And mm. so for that, I'm just so grateful for people. And then I think as a result of this this journey with mental health, I feel like um, I have this greater capacity to connect with other people because I just mm. feel like my heart is is bigger and there's more compassion and more love there because I, I know what it's like to experience the lowest of lows mm, now. Yeah. And also some really high highs too. So I just feel really, I just feel really grateful for people and how we can be here for each other as human beings. Mm. It's it's a, it's what makes life so special, I think. Yeah, it certainly does. Mm. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing your story and thanks again for, for coming on. Thank you for having me.